Can we preach? Are you okay? All right. Uh, Friday, I was, pre- I, was, I was preaching at a, at a, at a service. And uh, not a service. Actually, I was speaking. I was not preaching. Uh, I was, you know, there's some guy who says my preachings are speeches. But anyway, it's okay. So I was, I was, I was, I was speaking at this other event. And a majority of my audience were, were white people. Right? And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy there. I'm speaking, you know, it's good. And they're just looking at me like this. I'm throwing punchlines, man. Like, they're just looking at me. Yo, guys, I'm like, this thing is not going well. I am trying to get them, you know. Like you guys, Muslina, you, you, you respond, like, you know. Uh, 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 you know, you, you, you are encouraging. Ah, no. They're looking at me like this. I'm like, yo, this is not going well. Ah, I finished. I was so demoralized. And they come to me after, after what? Wow. That was such a great speech. I'm like, Mariki, don't do that. Don't do that. You could have said it while I was on stage. I could have used that enthusiasm while I was on stage. Not now, you know. I think four people came to me. They were like, man, that was good. In fact, one of, one of the, um, I don't want to drop names now, but one of the big property, you know, group in the country, they came to me and said, listen, man, we have an India function soon. Can you come and speak there? I was like, oh, so Kumuso, they just scream, but they give nothing. <laughs> yeah, they don't scream, but, <laughs> but at least <laughs> you, you get some. I understand. So, guys, you can keep your, your screaming, right? If you are not going to hook me up after here, then no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, so that was good. I don't know. You know, guys, I love saying stuff that waste my time. Look at my time now. Um, we are still on the subject, the journey. And last week, we spoke about the provision for the journey. And this week, we're talking about perseverance through the journey. Amen. Somebody say Amen. Uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, if you're not going to hook me up after the service, at least give me something now. Eh? All right. And we're going to be reading from uh, the book, the, the letter that was written by uh, Jesus' brother. If the letter is written by Jesus' brother, then you know it's a good one, right? You know to believe it because he is Jesus' brother. Anyone knows who I'm talking about? Uh-huh. So we're talking about James. <laughs> I see we have some, some, some Bible scholars here. Thank you for... For, for the ginger tea. All right. Eh? Yeah, no, no, no. My, my wife, yeah, my wife uh, sought me out with the ginger tea. All right? We're not there. Um, the Bible says, uh, James 1, uh, from, 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 from 2 to, maybe I can read it from 1. I, James, a servant of God and the Lord, Jesus Christ. Look at James. He doesn't say, I, James, the brother of, of Jesus Christ. He says, that proxy, I have not gotten so familiar with him that I think I can just call him brother. I call him Lord and Savior. If his own brother still saw him as Lord and Savior, how much more us? Amen. He says, I am a servant. I am a servant of him. Even though he is closer than a brother, but he is my God and I am a servant. May we never get to a point where we are too familiar with Jesus that we think we can just you know chill and do whatever we like let's have reverence and understand that he is still our savior to the 12 tribes scattered amongst the nation's greetings 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you are facing trials of many kinds. Who's this? James is saying to you, change how you think about challenges. He says, consider it pure joy. Change how you think about challenges because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that... uh, you may be matured and complete, not lacking in anything. When I read it in the Passion Translation, I love the Passion Translation. It says, consider it sheer joy, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Is there someone who feels like challenges are coming at all sides this morning? I don't know if you are here, but sometimes this week has been a rough week, eh? And I made it worse and I got, I went and got vaccinated for the second time and the vaccination showed me flames, hey? Uh, and apparently the variant does not even work now it's tough anyway we are not even there that's not what we're talking about Uh, it says consider it sheer joy friends when tests and challenges comes from every side and guys sometimes the tests they come from every side Uh, and the the, uh, uh, James says when they are coming from every side consider it sheer joy I'm like James do you know what you're talking about how do I consider it sheer joy when tests and challenges are coming not from one direction but they are coming he says listen I'm Jesus brother I know what I'm talking about consider it sheer Think how you think about challenges. Change how you think about challenges. When you see them challenge, challenges coming, say, oh God, thank you that there's another challenge coming. And I want to say, James, wait, what are you talking about? How do I see a challenge as something to be cheerful about? You have got to give us more. You've got to give us more. How do we, how, how do we see the fourth wave as a, as a gift? How do we see unemployment as a gift? How do I see depression as a gift? How do I see hunger as a gift? How do I see challenges as a gift? How do I see poverty as a gift? How do I see sickness as a gift? How do I see trials as a gift? How do I see betrayal as a gift? James, you have got to talk to us. We know that you are Jesus' brother, but you got to give us more, bruh. How do we we see these things as a gift? How do we see these things as as a gift? James says, because, my God. He says, you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open and it shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Hey, God, James says, listen, when he comes, don't try to run away. Stay there. Hey, now they are beating me up. What do you mean I must stay? He says, stay there. Don't live prematurely because when you live prematurely, you are not just living prematurely from your current situation. You are living prematurely from your next level. If you don't go through this challenge, the next level is not coming. Don't live prematurely. Stay there. I'm like, okay, James, I see, I see where this is going. He says, is it possible that your next is locked up in your now? And your now does not look like your next, but you need to trust God and stay there. There's some stuff. So don't worry and get out of it prematurely. Let it do its work in you so that you can become well matured and well developed, not developed 
deficient in any way. He says there's something that is coming. It needs some serious strength and you need to be here so that when you get there, you are not deficient. You are not lacking because if I take you there without going through this process, you will not be able to handle what is about to come. What is about to come is bigger. It is greater, but you will not handle it unless you stay here. But he says, unless your attitude has changed, you will not be able to stay. He says, the first thing you need to check, the first thing you need to put in check is your attitude. If your attitude has not changed, you will not stay. If you are complaining, you will not stay. He says, consider it sheer joy. Because it is that joy when you are there and you are able to sing a song of praise and say, I know God is doing something. But if your attitude is bad, you are going to live and be outside an environment of a miracle. God says, I'm cooking a miracle here. Where are you going? He says, I'm cooking a miracle here. Where are you going? God is hurtful. I'm cooking a miracle here. Where are you going? Uh, uh, I, I... I recently was doing some work for a big car manufacturing uh, uh, business, and um, and I went to I went to their factory, and uh, at the when when everything has happened and you know I'm walking through the assembly line and they're showing me and they're like okay, and and then we go there's a there's a there's a last line, and at the last line so at every assembly point. There's two people. This one is putting in this, he's putting in this, he's putting in this, he's putting in this. And the car is moving. And, and, and it's moving. They, you, they tell you you have 30 seconds to put in the seat. It's just amazing how quick they do it. You have 20 seconds to put in the steering wheel. They put the steering wheel. It passes. And then it comes to the end. But then it comes to the end, there's six people standing there. And it stays for about a minute and a half. I'm like, but all the other processes, was like, some process was like five seconds. It was five seconds. They're like, you need to put in the steering wheel in five seconds. That's how quick it must. But then there's, there's this part. They, they say it must be a minute and a half, and there's six people working on it. I'm like, so what's happening here? He says, here... They're making sure that this car does not leave this warehouse if it's not ready. This is the quality assurance. They need to make sure. They, it will stop here until we are satisfied. And the six, it needs the six of us because it is about to go there. Why? Because he says, number one, it bears our name. So this car, when it gets out there, it's our name in, at, at, at stake. So we need to make sure that when it leaves here, it is in good shape. We need to make sure that it's representing our name. Number two, there's a rough situations out there. There's a rough terrain. It, is, it was in the warehouse. It was safe. But now it needs to get out of the warehouse. And there there is rain. There there is wind. There there are storms. There, And we need to make sure that it can handle the road. And what we are going to do in a protected environment, we are going to test its readiness to go out. How oh, God, my God. James says, consider it. Share joy. Because you are not being punished, you are being prepared for the road. Out there, there are winds. Out there, there are storms.
wants you to meet a storm for the first time out there. I want you to meet the storm here so that if you go down, I'll pick you up. So that when you hit, I'll pick you up. I'll protect you in a protected environment. He says, you are not dying, you are being tested. And the test is not to kill you, the test is to prepare you. And I asked this guy, what happens if you find a a, a defect in the car? He says, we send it back to the workshop and we don't send it to the showroom. Ha, my God. There's some of us who have defects, but we want to run to the showroom. And God says, no, no, no. You are not going to the showroom. You are going back to the workshop. And when when God takes you back to the workshop, stop crying. Consider sheer joy because he doesn't want to expose your weakness. He wants to make you stronger. He doesn't want to expose your weakness. He wants to prepare you. He says, if I take you out of this workshop with a defect, you are going to break down. He says, you're going to go to the showroom. And you're going to be looking good and shiny. But the minute the stress comes, you're going to break down. You're going to break down. Some of us, you're asking yourself, God, what is happening? He says, it's a test. You need to persevere. Stay here. Say, God, I'm ready to go on stage. He says, no, you're not. You look like it. And here's the thing. See, uh, it does not matter how small the defect it goes back into the workshop. Some of us, it's not a, it's not a big thing. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a big thing. Your prayer life is in, sh- is in shape. Your fasting life is in shape. Your skill is in shape. You, everything is alright. And you're like, God, but I'm ready. And it says, wait, there is that little, you have that jealousy. You see that jealousy there? You see that jealousy there? You are not ready. I need you to go back into the warehouse. Because let me tell you, it is not everything that is good that is going to take you down. What is going to take you down? It is that small thing. I'm not going to let it go. I need to fix it before you leave the warehouse. Hey guys, there's presidents who lost their presidency not because they are not good presidents. Not because they are not good strategists. Not because they are not great thinkers. Because they had a, a, a last issue. They had a, they had a last issue. And God says, man, you see all these big and great things? When you get out there, it is this small thing that's going to take you down. And, and it's like, because you are boisterous, hey, hey, look at me. You're not even aware you have the challenge. Just listen, I've seen ahead. So as a manufacturer, I know the roads ahead. And I know that, mm-mm, you are not, not going to make it. Guys, there are cars. It's like this. When you are driving, and then there's a small stone on the road, and then it hits your windscreen. And then it's like one dot. 
And then you're like, the whole screen is still fine. The whole screen, ah, it's, it's, ah. it's a small thing. Hey, my God. And, and you are driving here in the inner city and you are driving with it and nothing is happening. And because you are driving with it in the inner city and nothing is happening, you think that ah, it's fine. I can drive to KZN with it. I can take a long trip with it. I can get on big stages with it. And then when you are driving on the N3 to Durban and then the storm comes and you start seeing that crack begin to widen. It becomes bigger and bigger. And the devil says, now here is not possible man street this is the n3 you think you are ready for the n3 because you are driving in bossman street no you are not ha. god is like you are, pre- you are you are busy preaching in small churches and you think you are ready to start a church you are not he says yeah they invite you every month and you're preaching one sermon a, a, a week a one sermon a month and you're doing great and you think you are ready and then, yeah, no, God has called me to plant a church just because we are clapping hands for you. Hey, let me tell you, preaching is 5% of this. You, you think you can run Absa Bank. How many times have we thought we can do it better than the people in charge? Yeah, you look at them, you're like, ah, I can do better than them. Hey, the thing is, you know my stage life, but you don't know my prayer life. Man, I spend time praying, dealing with stuff. And if you're not willing to deal with stuff in the workshop, don't want the showroom, you will get exposed. God is like, hey, man, I'm not trying to stop you. I'm trying to help you. He says, just because you you have been sleeping around and haven't done anything, you think you are ready for marriage. You are not. He says, you think you are the best. You think you are the best. Huh? Because of all these girls that are saying you are the greatest. Yeah? He says, there my brother. Let me tell you, it's not about your skill. It's can you raise children? Can you handle emotional stuff? Can you sit down and budget? Can you sit down and strategize for the future? There you are going to be stretched. There you are going to feel the pain. Yeah, it's nice you are holding hands. You are working at Gold Reef City. And you guys think that you are ready for marriage. You are not. Oh, baby, you know, we, 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 we make a, a cute couple. Here we don't want cuteness, Baba. We want people that can think, people that can work together. Here it's not about cuteness. It's not about how you look. It's about the stuff you can handle. It's not about matching clothes here. You think you are ready because the other one came wearing jeans and coincidentally you came wearing jeans and you're like, we are even one in the spirit. Hey, you are not one in the spirit.
James says, consider it fear joy. When that relationship is shaken, because it's shaking if you are ready for the next level. Hey, when the relationship is shaken, it's not time to leave. It's time to ask each other the question, are we really ready? Can I stand this cooking of yours? James has considered pure joy. I'm saving you money on divorce fees. He says, if you think a breakup is painful, divorce is worse. Consider it pure joy when he leaves. Like ah oh God, uh, I want to, I want to be a CEO. Uh, I pray for promotion. Some of you should not be praying for a promotion. Say God, you say God, should I be praying for God? Like, mm-hmm. God, should I be praying for promotion? He says, uh-uh, no, not now, not when. Uh, sit down here, I'm doing something great in your life. Your time is coming and the thing is I don't want you to mess up your shot because it's going to kill your confidence. I want you to get in there, get in once and be ready. I am protecting you. I am not prohibiting you. I don't want you to go and embarrass yourself. I don't want you to go and be humiliated. I want you when you walk in there and you are ready, you know that I'm walking in once and I'm not going out. I'm going in with power. I'm going in with strength and I'm going all the way. Just consider it sure, sheer joy. It says it's a good thing when, my God, when 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 the when this congregation is pressing me, I say, God, I thank you for the ten thousand members. They this five five people they are preparing me for the ten thousand. I'm not gonna kick them out. They must stay here, and I say, keep challenging me. They're like, God, please let Sister Taki leave my church. And God is like, and you say you want an 8,000 seat. You can't handle Sister Taki. There's Sister Margaret there. Where you are going, there's Sister Margaret. If you can't handle Sister Taki here, Sister Margaret is going to kill you. Sister Margaret is going to take you out. There's some stuff we need to sit on. Because later you are going to see why you had to go through it. And it will come. When it comes, you're like, hey, 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 hey. There is that thing that God was training me for there. Thank you, God, that you trained me for it while I was there. Now I know how to deal with it. Consider it a fear, pure joy. Consider it a pure joy. There's some decisions that are going to come in the future. They are difficult decisions. And everyone will be losing their minds. And you will walk in the room and say, I know how to deal with this. Why? Because you consider it pure joy. And you set through it. And you set through it. And you set through it. 
God says you are going to enter the promised land because you set through the wilderness. The Bible says in Matthew 4, it says, and the Holy Spirit led Jesus Christ into the wilderness. Hey, and when he was done with the wilderness, before the wilderness, he turned no water into wine. Before the wilderness, he resurrected no body. Before the wilderness, he healed no body. Before the wilderness, he opened no eye of the blind. Before the wilderness, he did no miracle. Before the wilderness, he was just the son of Mary. He was just the son of David, of the son of Joseph. After the wilderness, God comes and says, this is my son. After the wilderness, God comes and says, This is my son. He says, He is not Joseph's son. This is my son. He's not the son of the world. He's the son of the kingdom of God. After the wilderness, God says, This is my son. He says, Now, He's my son. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He embraced the wilderness. He is ready. There's some of us. We need to sit in the wilderness because we are not ready. We are not ready. He says, James says, because under pressure, your faith life comes into the open. This is not, not this fact life that you are living. You, your faith life comes into the open. He says, now you are living a life where one plus one is two. You know that if you don't have a degree by 30, it's over. <laughs> you know that if you are not married by 30, it's over. That's a one plus one life. That's a fact life says you affect life. It says to you, if you have this kind of background, you are not going to make. That's affect life. He says this pressure is bringing out the faith life into the open. He says the faith life is coming into the open. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm promoting you into the faith life. But before we can go to the faith life, there is some challenges in the faith life that you will not experience in the faith life. In the faith life, one plus one is two. In the faith life, one plus one is 11. You are not ready for exponent. Now you are still adding. There we don't add. There we multiply. Are you ready for multiplication? You are not ready. Sit here. I'm working on you. Consider it. Father, thank you this morning that you've spoken to us in a great and a mighty way. Thank you, Father God, that the, the stuff that you bring our way, they are not here to destroy us, but to make us mature for our next season. I pray that we'll have the courage to sit through the pressure and that we will consider it sheer joy when we're going through the pressure because we know that you are working. You are working it out for our good. We honor you. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name.
Amen.